Welcome to this episode of Blended, Blessed, and Always a Mess. I'm Eric. And I'm Angie. We are married with a ton of kids. We have six kids total. He has three and I have three. My name's Hallie and I love riding horses. I'm Lexi and I love agriculture. My name's Carter and I love eating. My name's Chase and I love lifting weights. My name's Summer and I love spending my parents' money. I'm Dane and I love baseball. Our show is about our blended, blessed, and always a mess life. And our hope is if you find yourself in the same situation we are in, that by sharing our story, all the fun, and all the mess, the challenges we are experiencing, it will give you some inspirations, laughs, and community, knowing you are not alone in this mess. We appreciate you spending time with us. Let's dive in. Today's episode of Blended, Blessed, and Always a Mess is brought to you by Top Notch Clothing. You know, our family loves to stay in shape, and so we need a lot of different workout gear. And myself, Angie, and the kids have started to love wearing Top Notch. They've got men's and women's apparel, shorts, t-shirts, leggings. The fit on it is so good, and I love their hats. I'm a big hat guy, and you can literally get the hat super dirty, and it just washes right off with some soap and water. It's absolutely fantastic. Look, if you haven't found workout gear that works for you, then check out the website, T in clothing.com and you can get 15% off your first order when you use promo code blessed at checkout top-notch clothing check them out tnclothing.com welcome to this week's episode of blended blessed and always a mess where we were on vacation so we took a week off but that's really not why we took the week off it was just uh one of the most interesting jacked up up, disconnected disjointed vacations of all time we've apologized to the kids that it will not be one that we remember for oh my god this was amazing just no it would be like do you remember that trip from hell like that's somebody was like we were like the griswolds if it could go wrong it went wrong yeah yeah i've now we're both back to work and i've got the same thing oh you're on pto how was your vacation and i my answer is it was awful and then they're like, oh, my God. And then what happened? And it's like, well, about 30 things. So can't really we don't have more than five minutes to download everything that happened. But it I, really started before we even left. Sure. Here's what I, I mean, tell people. And then we'll go back to before we left. I tell people, I said, here's the book in the morning we left on our way there. Chase got appendicitis, had to have emergency surgery on our way back. Angie hit a semi tire and did several thousand dollars worth of damage to her vehicle. That's the bookend, and we're not sure that's the worst parts. So that's not the worst part. <laughs> yeah. So we're like, that's I'm like, that's that's what I can tell you in a nutshell. That's the bookend of the trip. And I I say the same thing and I add on to it that also wasn't my worst day or worst yeah. week. Yeah. <laughs> so if that if that tells you anything. Yeah. No, before we left that Friday night, one you know, I'll trying... back up even before that. Okay. All right. Go for it. We should also say we're not together right now. We are in separate locations. Angie is at work in St. Louis. I'm in our studio at home. So we're a little disjointed even now, but this is the only way a podcast is getting recorded this week. So you back up even before that and start off vacay. Yeah. So, you know, we did a podcast episode titled Hallie's House. So we shared, and I know some people didn't listen to that episode because I had some people reach out based on our story where I posted like first night in Hallie's house. And they're like, well, what's Hallie's house? I'm behind on your episode. So we did a, we did an episode a while back where we had been looking for rental property in Florida for a long time and had offer at one time a year ago on a house and didn't, it just ended up not feeling right. And then the last seven months we've been reeling from losing Hallie 
and you know it's our end game but not sure when it would happen and then life happens good or bad this house popped up and it just felt like that this was supposed to be our house and so we called it Hallie's house so that's also new for us we have not done rental property before we've not purchased a home in another state before Eric and I don't know how to be still clearly yeah. So God wants us to be, we just haven't done it yet. Yeah. He keeps trying to tell us to freaking stop. But anyway, so we felt like this was the thing that we were supposed to do, Hallie's house. And we're going through the process of, we put an offer in on the house. Everything's going good. We got through the inspections, all of that stuff. And we're in the 11th hour to prepare for closing. And the week before we were leaving for a vacation, we were on this like, this journey of trying to find homeowner's insurance, which we did not realize was a problem in Florida. And we we were supposed we to close the week before we left. Multiple people had been like, oh, good luck getting insurance in Florida. I just thought they yeah, were kind of like subtle comments. Flippant. Yeah, like, I didn't think it was like a really Like big one problem. person had a bad experience, maybe. Right. You know, like that's kind of what you think. And we were actually supposed to close on Hallie's house the week before we left on vacation, but we started running into insurance problems. And delay, delay, delay on getting an underwriter to get the insurance policy bound. So then we started checking with other insurance companies. And that's when we first got word that we were declined, like the underwriter declined coverage on the house. We're like, well, what's going on? And and it was basically, well, you had, there was a claim on this house for water damage. Well, the owner didn't disclose that to us. So we go to the owner and our real, realtor and say, hey, what's this deal with this water damage claim? And they came back with like, that's not accurate. We didn't have water damage claim on our house. And I go back and look at the document that was sent over and was like, oh my God, it's on our home in Columbia. And we told the story on an episode last year that we had a pressure valve be faulty in our home and leaked water all in our basement, like 20 plus thousand dollars worth of damage. And you would naturally think that you have insurance for that purpose. And it was our very first, my first ever. I don't know about you. I Eric, think mine too. I don't think I'd ever. First ever, ever homeowner's claim. So that's pretty damn good, I think. In our and, 40s. And yeah. Right. And this and Florida insurance companies didn't want to cover us on this home because we had a one-time claim. They're okay if it's mother nature, but not if it's a fault of someone or something. So anyway, run through all that. The night before we left on that Friday night at 5 p.m., we finally get insurance bound. And it was this whole drama thing of like, it was going to like triple cost because we were air quotes at risk. And at the end of the day, it was a stressful, stressful week of a whole bunch of things happening, especially around insurance, but it's up and down roller coaster that frankly, we've been living on for seven or eight months anyway, but just adds to it. And we got the clear, like, okay, we have insurance bound. Now we we can close the following week, maybe. You know, you still have to go through this whole get clear to close. So that all happened. Then you were going to say. Well, I'll say happened? at this point now, I freaking last night, it, it hailed here again overnight. I can't, I probably have roof damage from all the hailstorms. Can't turn that in. Don't turn that in. Mother no, that's God. okay because that's okay because oh, it's mother, uh, nature. mother nature. Okay. okay. Yeah, then you're okay. Uh, gosh. No, but then I was going to say, so we, you know. I'm getting ready to leave, and I'm out back checking on our pool and hot tub and stuff, and I hear a noise I've never heard before. Yeah, our pool pump went out. Also, that 
same day or night before that, Chase was like, hey, something's wrong with our hot water heater. No, he Which, said, he said, you used all the hot water because you had like, taken a shower. And we're like, nope, that's not possible. We have a tankless water heater. So we have an endless supply of hot water. Jesus, there is now another thing wrong. <laughs> so the hot water heater goes out, the pool pump goes out, and then we're supposed to leave at like three in the morning with your mom and dad. So that's all going on, right? Stressful enough. Thinking, let's just get down there. Everything will work itself out. It did not work itself out. Nothing worked itself out. We got up at 2 a.m. Chase was on the couch. He's like, guys, I haven't slept. My stomach's been hurting all night long. And Chase is weird in the fact that he doesn't feel pain. Like he's one of those people, he, like he just doesn't feel pain his pain tolerance. tolerance. I think he put his so hand on, on a on an oven rack and would be like, I'm fine. It doesn't hurt. That's how tough he, he literally did that one time. He had burnt his arm on a pan. He'd sat it down and just at a weird angle and burnt his arm. His skin was like all off. He didn't even cry. He was young. Didn't even cry. I'm like, oh my God, when I saw his arm. So yeah, high pain tolerance. So he's saying his stomach hurt bad. It was kind of like, oh God, that's that's weird. Couldn't but he doesn't us, say anymore. Well, he couldn't help us he load just, anything in the car, which yeah. was weird. Gets in. And then you and I are kind of like, we're driving and talking a little bit back and forth. Like I'm worried about Chase. I thought he was asleep. We had about an hour and a half down the road towards St. Louis. It's about 4.30 in the morning, 4.45. And all of a sudden, Chase is like, you got to pull over. I have to throw up. So we're in two separate cars. I pull off on the side of the road. He starts throwing up. You get out. We're checking on him. Yeah, because Eric had the boys. I had the girls, basically. And as soon as he turned off, I'm like, well, that's really weird. And I see the back door where Chase is sitting open up. I'm like, oh, God. So then he gets out. He's throwing up. And I get out of the car. And I'm like, dude, what's going on? And he's like, mom, my side hurts so bad. I'm like, do you want to go to the hospital? And he said, yes. And then I thought, we were oh, like, shit. oh, you God, know? Chase wants to go to the hospital. That's so we have two cars loaded down to the, you know, no empty corner or crevice in our cars. And then we map to St. Louis Children's Hospital, which this is where I'm going to say thank you, Hallie and Jesus, that he got sick in St. Louis because had he not thrown up, he would have not said anything. And we would have been three hours down the road in the middle of nowhere. But they landed us right by the best hospital in Missouri for kids. We go there for kids and we go walk in at five o'clock in the morning. And literally there's no one in line for the ER. Nothing. We walk right in. They, they start, you know, hooking them up, checking his blood pressure, all that stuff. Immediately we go into a room and by seven 45, they're wheeling him off for surgery in the morning. Like surgery doesn't normally start till eight. They're like, yeah, no one's here. We can get started early. I think it was about, he was in there for maybe an hour and a half. He was out no, by. No, no, it was less than an hour. I told somebody today, 45 minutes between 8.30 and 8.45, he was done on the board. We were look, We saw him by 8.45, 9 a.m. out of surgery. Yeah, it was unbelievable. insane. And they let us, the entire family go back there. Their rule is like two people. And they're like, yeah, no one's in here, which is really weird. They said for a Saturday morning, no one's in there. And they only had to go through his belly button. So he. He had no other entry points. You couldn't even tell they went in through his belly button. It was amazing. And they're like, you know, if it's not ruptured, there's no holes in his uh, appendix. It's outpatient. And as long as he can get up and walk around and, you know, go to the bathroom and keep things down, then you you can continue on your journey. So by one so thirty, we were back on the road. What I will also say is, that was so amazing. I had someone ask me, well, did you have PTSD being in the hospital? And oddly, 
oddly, I did not. And I don't know why. I I don't know. I, I really can't explain it. I just felt like he was in good hands. I felt like we knew it was a, his appendix were in a best spot. And I just sort of, I feel like I had a calmness. I mean, I, I was worried about him and more thinking about like, okay, what does this mean? You know, how, what's his recovery going to be like? All of that stuff. But I was just so incredibly grateful that I don't feel like I had time to do all the like, what ifs. It was just unbelievable that it happened the way it did. And the other thing I will say is I'm incredibly proud of our kids. They rallied. Nobody said, oh my God, is this going to ruin our vacation? I think sometimes when you, it's a mindset thing, but when you have challenging things happen to you in your life and you accept the fact that you are not in control, your response mechanism is different than thinking that you're in control. And I'm, we are at a point. Did you want to say something? I just felt like we're at a point where we're not in control, but you were trying to be helpful and be like, well, we'll just, I'll stay here with Chase and we'll load a different car down and you guys go on. Our entire crew was like, no, nobody's leaving Chase till Chase is ready to go on vacation. Chase goes home. We all go home. Chase stays in the hospital. We all stay in the hospital. If Chase can go on vacation, great. We'll all go. But nobody was like, hey, let's go on without him. That was neat. Yeah, that was amazing. Amazing. The hospital was amazing. The kids were amazing. Nobody was like, okay, hurry up. Can we get on the road now? Nothing. Everybody rallied around each other. And that was so beautiful. The other thing I would say was, I'm so incredibly proud of Chase. He was scared. He shared later that, you know, he was thinking like, oh my gosh, how weird. Like he was almost put himself in the situation that Hallie was in, like laying in bed and people looking at you and what that maybe would have felt like. Did she know? Did you know, like, so imagine him seeing his sister in this situation seven, eight months ago in a hospital bed, not the same situation, but in a hospital bed. And he was scared. But he still made jokes. He still tried to have a good mindset about it. He didn't want people to have to wait and delay their vacation. And he faced it. He never cried. He was just like, he, you could tell he was freaked out. But the way he handled it was truly, I could not be more proud of him. And we had some funny moments. We all, we laughed because he had to get after recovery. He had to get up and walk around. And so his dad and Michelle came in, they drove from the Lake of the Ozarks to be at the hospital when he woke up. And so we were all in the room coming and going and stuff. And he had to get up and walk around. And so he had this hospital gown on and he was walking and the kids were all out in the hallway. And as he walked past Carter's like, Hey, you're wearing my underwear. (laughs) Had Carter's underwear on and everyone could see his underwear. It was just the funniest freaking thing. I'm like, that is blended. I mean, it's a family challenge too, but it's just even funnier when it's like your stepbrother's wearing your underwear. And, and then when we made the circle and came back, all the kids lined the hall and they were cheering him on. It was just, I was say one thing that was, we didn't notice at the time. Somebody pointed out later, we posted a photo when they took him to post-op, they took him to room number seven, which if you recall, Everything that happened with Hallie, seven has been a big number from the room that she was in on the seventh floor. And all these sevens keep popping up in our life. And they brought him out of surgery and they wheeled him into a room seven 
which was something we just we which, noticed right away. Well, we didn't notice it. We had a friend comment on our post that like, look at the bed number. And that was another amazing thing because nobody was in the post-op room. So think of like an ER where you have curtains and stuff. That's the way this big room was set up and there's all these openings. And it's not like that was the only opening they had. They had probably 10 other options. No one was in there that they could have put him in a slot. And he landed in bed number seven. Yeah, it was just crazy. So he plowed through and we we got out of there at 1.45 p.m. And he made the 12-hour drive after surgery. And we rolled in barely rolled into oh, Florida stop. at 1.30 in the morning. Well, here was the next thing that happened. I mean, just to say, everything that could go wrong went wrong. Oh, yeah, you know? when we left the hospital. I we left the hospital. That. And Angie's <laughs> not someone that you ever want to lead your convoy because Angie doesn't look no, behind no. her. She doesn't look behind her. She's just like very, you know, Angie's very focused and motivated. And so she was getting the hell out of that hospital. So I watched her pull out of the parking lot and I wasn't quite out yet. She took out of there. Well, there was a bunch of stoplights to get to the interstate. She hit the first one and took off like a bat out of hell. Made all five. I missed all five. So I had to stop through all five. No problem. We've been to the same place in Florida for several years. Angie and I had talked about in the hospital that morning when we went through Nashville, blah, blah, blah. And then the next thing I know, I texted, hey, guys, going to be a little bit behind you. We'll catch up because we missed all the stoplights. You made all the stoplights. And Lexi starts messaging like, okay, but you guys are on 55. And I'm like, no, why would we be on 55? Like. It's not the way that we go to, to Florida. That's not how you go through Nashville. And at this point, we're already, you know, we've been separated for about 10 minutes and I'm getting on to go down through Nashville like we had discussed. And all of a sudden, Lexi and Angie realized, oh shit, we're going through Southern Missouri to Memphis, through Mississippi, and all these different places. So now we're separated. Chase is fresh out of surgery. Yeah. And if we needed to be together, we're now separated for the next eight hours. We were not able to reconnect until somewhere in Alabama about three and a half hours from our destination. So it was just like one thing after another just kept happening. And that was the rest of the trip. Yeah. <laughs> I just... So let's see. Everybody's exhausted. We, you know, we needed toothpicks to keep our eyelids open as we were driving in the 11th hour. I finally gave up midnight. I'm like, Lexi, you're going to have to drive. Luckily, we both had drivers in our cars. You didn't use it, any drivers that you oh, had yet. My dad have, and Carter, but... but I couldn't do it. Like my eyes were shutting and I'm like, I got to switch out. So Lexi drove the last hour and a half and we make it to the house. Our weather forecast that week didn't look great, but you know, it's Florida. It rains some, you know, and you're going to have that, but holy shit. It literally stormed the entire week. We had rented beach chairs. So where we stay, you have to really rent them far in advance. I had called a couple of months ago and could only get three days. So it was Sunday, Monday and Friday that we had rented beach chairs. And Sunday, we were so like brain fog and didn't realize that that's when we had chairs rented. And we didn't really get going till two or three o'clock in the afternoon. So we did hit the beach, I think that day for for maybe an hour, but it was like, nothing. And then Monday, it was torrential downpour the entire day. So there was absolutely no beach chairs. And then Tuesday Tuesday really was the only day that was decent. So we rented beach chairs, but literally lost money on chair rental. So because you couldn't even use them and we could, they wouldn't let us cancel. Won't do that again. Won't do that again. I won't do that again. 
That was like the um, least of our problems, though, at that point. That was the least of the problems. So then we're in this whole trying to close. Are we clear to close? Are we not? And finally, Wednesday, we got the clear to close that morning. And I made the mistake of saying to my mom that morning, I feel like right now is the first time like I can take a little bit of a break. I can breathe a little bit. Yep. And that moment that I could sit on the porch and t- I knew Chase at that point was going to be okay. He was starting to perk up. Really, he didn't need a lot of pain medicine after that. The kid's incredibly resilient. I mean, his healing and how he healed from that was awesome, but he couldn't get in the water, couldn't get in the ocean. So he would be our little driver. We call in the 38 area, we call golf cart Ubers, goobers. So he, he was like our goober driver. He'd run us everywhere and he did enjoy that, but thank God he could do that because he, there was nothing else he could really do. Also Sunday night, run the goober all day. He runs the golf cart. It goes out, stops working. So we had to have someone yeah. come Monday to fix it. And then it was like piecemeal together for the rest of the week. So that was another issue that we had. Well, And and that was literally the only thing that he could do that whole week. He couldn't ride a bike, which he loved to do. So it just, that was an up and down thing of like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? So then... Wednesday evening, we're in the kitchen cooking, making dinner, and Eric comes off the front porch with like a ghost look on his face of sheer terror and panic. And he goes upstairs for a little bit and he comes back down and won't dive into the details on this podcast yet. We will at some point, but we basically thought that we would not be able to get this house and maybe not even get our money back a significant amount of money. And it was awful. And we didn't sleep that night. The, uh, gosh, I would also say the way the kids rallied in that situation was amazing. And this time it was them rallying around us and it was awful. It was awful. Everything that we had planned for or thought we were supposed to be doing and a split second was kind of ripped out from under us. And it was this whole like, oh my God, what are we going to do? Okay. You know, at the end of the day, it's just money. Like, again, we go back to, I've had worse days. <laughs> I've had worse days. And the thing that I struggled with the most was, I feel like in my life, there's times where I have an intuition around knowing that this is what we're supposed to do. Like different things happen. And I kind of rely on that. I rely on intuition and kind of rolling with how things flow. And it's like, okay, I know that that's what we're supposed to do. And I believe that to my core, there's been a lot of things with the house that I felt like Hallie really was orchestrating and guiding. And, And then to have something like this happen, it made me almost question everything of like, do I really know things? Do I mean, you know what I mean? Do am I solid in what my beliefs are, what I feel like my gut and my intuition is telling me? And we've had so many scenarios this entire trip, because I'm not calling it a vacation, where it's made us, it's forced us to man hold tight to our faith, good or bad, whatever happens. And that's why I kept telling Eric at night, we, you know, we got to stay grounded and focused. And we're just going to have to trust that whatever happens, this is, this is our path. Like this is what's supposed to happen. Good or bad, good or bad. Cause what else are you going to do? And if you, we had to hold tight to our faith, my mom and dad were praying, our kids prayed, 
we were all just like, oh my gosh, God, please, please us. support us, help us. And we've talked about prayer before on here. I do not pray out loud. Eric, a lot of times will pray at night over me, together with me, whatever that looks like for our family, all that stuff. And I don't really pray out loud. I pray to myself all the time, you know, not even out loud if, loud if I'm driving. It's more internal. And that night I did pray out loud and I just said, God, please be here with us. Please help us. And yes, we did not sleep hardly at all. You just in a constant fight or flight cortisol explosion of like, oh my God, what are we going to do? And the next morning we started like canceling stuff, right? We're not going to get the house. It's not going to happen. We're canceling stuff we had set up. I was trying to figure out this whole mover situation because in preparing for the house, it was like, in my mind, it was easier for us to buy everything that we needed because it was unfurnished and move it at one time down when we needed it. And we have a lot of stuff going on. So I found a moving company, sounded all great. Didn't spend a ton of time researching, did some comparisons, right? But went with them. And they had picked up our furniture on that Monday to be delivered on Thursday when we were, was our new closing date. So, okay. Wednesday morning, it's like, okay, let's just start canceling stuff. Thursday, so I start Thursday calling. Morning. Thursday morning, we started canceling. I'm sorry. Yes. Wednesday night, Wednesday morning was when I said I felt peace for the second, you know, for the first time. And then all hell freaking broke loose Wednesday night. And then Thursday morning, it's like, okay, here's, we just, we have to be centered and we have to focus and let's just start canceling stuff and start figuring out what our game plan is. So we started down that process and then Eric ends up getting a phone call. And again, another freak out moment where he had this like ghost look on his face. <laughs> yeah, apparently I got to work on it is what I'm hearing. I, my, my look is like not, no one knows what it means. They think it's... No, I, it's you, you have this fear look on your face when you don't know how to react is what I would say. And He's like, are you serious? And he's like, you need to talk to my wife. I'm like, oh my God, now what? Now what is going to freaking happen in our life? And it ended up being an amazing phone call and, and prayers were answered. And they were like, come in, your guys are clear to close. And it's just an unbelievable story that it's probably a whole nother podcast in itself, but we can hopefully at some point share what happened. But up and down, but faith, <laughs> faith is literally the only thing I will say that's keeping us going right now. Yeah. And then we close on the house and then the movers never showed up. So, and I, then the movers never showed up. Yeah. I mean, we're way, we're, we're pretty over on time, so we can't dive super into everything, but then the movers don't show up and they're so still not there. We still haven't gotten our there. stuff. Still don't have a furniture. We finally did get a hold of a guy that says he has our furniture and it's not stolen mm -hmm. or lost and it'll get there. Eventually it doesn't really help us. We're not in Florida currently. So, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> so let's see what else we had to, because it rained so much, we had two water leaks in the house. Super nice house. We rented poor not Dane. The house Dane we got bought. the brunt. Not the house we bought, the house we rented. Poor Dane. He got the brunt of both water leaks. So we're all sitting in the living room, just chilling. And he's coming down the stairs and he's, you know, moving pretty quick to go through the laundry room to go outside and completely wipes out. We're like, what? Did you just fall? Like, what happened? He's like, there's water everywhere. 
He's just trucking along, doesn't even know that there's water and just wipes out. And so the ceiling was leaking and luckily he did not get hurt. Then like two nights later, Carter wakes up in the morning. It was like, there's a water leak in our room. And he goes up there to like clean it up. But Dane's suitcase was open and his suitcase was full of water. Super nice house. And there was so much rain. It just started leaking everywhere. So Uh, one night they had seven inches of rain one night. Yeah. So then we're like, oh my God, is our house, what's our house look like that we purchased? So Eric and I got up one morning. I'm like, I can't sleep. Like we're going to have to go over there and look at it. Does it have water leaks? You know, there's a lake behind it. Is the lake because there's flooding everywhere? Is the lake up? What does that look like? So we drove over there, and luckily, there's no, there was no <laughs> leaks and flooding or anything like that. It worked out. That part worked out. So another thing that crazy thing that happened because it was so rainy. It's like, well, let's just watch movie. So we watched Heaven Is for Real, which I had not seen that movie. I, love I know that it's movie. an older movie, mm-hmm. and it's really emotional to watch something like that because I, as I shared, I've always wondered about Hallie, like what's, what is she doing? What's it like? So watching a movie, even if I would have saw it five years ago, I still wouldn't have watched it through the context of like, oh my gosh, now I'm like super, super curious about it. But that movie is crazy. I don't know if you, you recall it, but like the kid has appendicitis. That's what how he has a near-death experience. So, hello, same as Chase. Just did There's it. sunflower fields in the in the movie. He also says Jesus has a horse in the movie. I mean, it's just like all these things. It's so crazy. And I really just was so intrigued by how he described heaven. Just a lot of like weird coincidences. So we we check out of the rental house on Saturday. And we're like, now what are we going to do? Because we planned on staying at the new house for two days. But that was when the furniture was going to be delivered. Yeah. So I'm like, you know what? I'm determined. We're staying at this house one night at least. So we go and get air up mattresses. <laughs> we have nothing. We don't have pots and pans. Absolutely nothing. We get some essentials. And we start kind of cleaning and doing some things at the house. And my mom's like, you're hot water like it's not getting hot your water's not getting hot i'm like are you beeping kidding me and then we did buy some like chicken fingers and pizza to make and mom's like i can't get your oven to come on i'm like oh my god what is happening so we were like look back through the inspection i'm like nope they said the hot water heater was working and the stove well then we start thinking about it and realize that our gas is probably not turned on so we have no hot water no gas no stove oven any of that but by God, we stayed at that place. We did that night. Saturday night, we stayed there. And then you had another ghost look on your face that night. Do you remember why? You came in off the porch. Oh, my gosh. There was a cardinal, a wounded cardinal. Now, they say cardinals are like having an angel. They come to remind you of those that are not with you. And I, every time I see one, I think of Hallie or my dad. And I'm sitting out there, and all of a sudden, there's a cardinal with a wounded wing on our porch. And feathers around it. Yeah. which. We provided some care for it, wanted to pick it up and kind of dry it off, but it would not let anybody pick it up. So we got a box and Chase kind of shoot it in there and tried to give it. He Googled what birds eat. He gave it some cheeses. I'm not sure that it ate any cheeses, but tried just to at least get it out of the rain and be able to sort of relax a little bit. And um, eventually it did end up flying off. But what I wanted to share and I had shared on 
social media is, you know, I've talked about this children's book that I wrote and literally that Cardinal showing up and with the feathers by it and providing a little bit of care and then finding the strength to take a flight is literally the children's book that I wrote. So it's very chilling, goosebumpy that here on our first night at Hallie's house, a wounded Cardinal shows up. It mimics exactly the story I wrote about feathers matter. So unbelievable up and down. And then, yes, I were driving home and on Sunday and I hit this tire. I couldn't get out of the way. Nowhere Eric's for her to go. Miss I, it. Barely I had a car it. on the left car on my left. And I mean, I, there's nothing else I could do. And I just ran over it and it tore you know, up the front of my car. And you just laugh at that there. point. Yeah. Oh, and then also that, point. that Friday night, we got a call from Amber, Adam and Amber, who were on our podcast oh, a year ago. God. They were yeah. checking our house. Our air conditioning broke at our house in, in mid-Missouri. So that happened. And then uh, <clears> when we were trying to get home Monday morning. And we morning, picked up the part. Yeah. Got a call <laughs> Monday morning that the uh, we, they couldn't fix it because the parts were in St. Louis. And I was like, wait, we're driving through there now. So picked up the parts, brought them home, and they were able to fix that that afternoon. So one thing after another, it was not a vacation. It was a trip. Everybody wants a redo, and I'm okay with that because we survived. And here, here's the other thing that we knew is going to be difficult of not ha- with not having Hallie there, but it definitely we all felt a huge piece missing. It just didn't feel. It felt clunky in a lot of ways. On top of everything else going on, like every year we would get a puzzle, and everybody would put it together throughout the week. That puzzle barely got worked on. We the only picture we took as a family was when we were eating in the rain, pretty much on a patio, eating pizza. One night we went out the rest of the night we were in like, we didn't, it didn't feel like we did anything together because Chase couldn't go to the beach. He was doing his things. Kids just kind of came and went or they were napping or, you know, on a bike ride. And it just, it felt clunky. That's we got, we got through it, but it was just so clunky. And, you know, sometimes I think you have to really experience challenging things to appreciate the good stuff. I had that conversation with Dane because he's like, God, you know, this trip has not been, it's not been the greatest. And I'm like, I know, but when it's not the greatest, that's also when you appreciate when it was great or the next time when things do go well, it's like, oh, this is, this is really good. And memories are made through the suck and, and through the good times too. Yeah. Just a lot more suck on this one than good. So yeah, there's a lot. Lot of suck. So, so yeah, we'll, we'll take all the pros we got. It's why we didn't have a podcast last week. Why we didn't have the podcast? Ugh, things kept happening. We were like, okay, what do you? What will we even talk about? This is so bad. So we're talking about yeah. this week just to recap, and then hopefully try to regroup and do something better next week. So I do have a quick update on the book, though. Oh, so so good. all the illustrations are done. They're adding. They've added the words to the book. They're working on the cover. It is going to be so amazing and i cannot wait to share it with everybody it's a such a great story and i just feel like that cardinal on our porch was hallie saying you got this mom that's the story love it go share it go it. share it so can't wait to share it with you getting close with that hope everybody has a wonderful week and we do would continue to take all your prayers and we'd love to pray for you too so let us know and just like and share on all the socials and we look forward to talking to you next week god bless thank you for listening to blended blessed and always a mess follow us on facebook instagram and at blended blessed always a mess.com reach out to us on any of our social channels 
We would love to hear from you. Have a great week.